إذاعة البيان تقدم لكم هذا البرنامج سائلين الله عز وجل أن ينفعنا به بسم الله والحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومن وانا أما بعد في كتاب الفتن للإمام البخاري في الباب الثامن عشر قال باب لم يعنون البخاري لهذا الباب وإنما أورد تحته حديثين فقال حدثنا عثمان بن الهيثم حدثنا عوف عن الحسن عن أبي بكرة قال لقد نفعني الله بكلمة أيام الجمل لما بلغ النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن فارسا ملك ابنة كسرى فقال لن يفلح قوم ولو أمرهم امرأة وقال حدثنا عبد الله بن محمد قال حدثنا يحيى بن آدم قال حدثنا أبو بكر أبو بكر بن عياش قال حدثنا أبو حسين قال حدثنا أبو مريم عبد الله بن زياد الأسادي قال لما سار طلحة والزبير وعائشة إلى البصرة بعث علي عمار بن ياسر وحسن بن علي فقدم علينا الكوفة فصعد المنبر فكان الحسن بن علي فوق المنبر في أعلى وقام عمار أسفل من الحسن فاجتمعنا إليه فسمعت عمارا يقول إن عائشة قد سارت إلى البصرة ووالله إنها لزوجة نبيكم صلى الله عليه وسلم في الدنيا والآخرة ولكن الله تبارك وتعالى ابتلاكم ليعلم إياه تطيعون أم هي أبو بكرة رضي الله تعالى عنه كان من الناس الذين اعتزلوا القتال الذي دار بين علي وبين طلحة والزبير وعائشة واعتزل أيضا القتال الذي حصل بعد ذلك فلم يشارك في, في هذا القتال فيقول عن نفسه لقد نفعني الله بكلمة أيام وقعة الجمل ووقعة الجمل إنما سميت بوقعة الجمل بسبب الجمل, الجمل الذي كانت عليه عائشة فنسبت الوقعة إليه وهذه الوقعة كانت بين علي رضي الله عنه وبين عائشة وطلحة والزبير فلما قال يعني ما هذه الكلمة التي انتفع بها أبو بكرة رضي الله عنه أخبر أبو بكرة أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لما بلغه أن فارسا ملك ابنة كسرى وهي اسمها بوران فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لن يفلح قوم ولو أمرهم امرأة فاستدل أبو بكرة رضي الله تعالى عنه بهذه الكلمة الواردة عن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم على أن الذين كانوا مع عائشة أو في صف عائشة أنهم يعني لن يفلحوا لأن عائشة رضي الله عنها تولت عليهم وهي يعني أم المؤمنين وفضلها على النساء كفضل الثريد على سائر الطعام مع ذلك يعني استدل أبو بكرة بعموم الحديث 
ففهم أبو بكرة أن أصحاب الجمل لن يفلحوا بسبب أنهم ولوا عائشة يعني أو كان ال يعني ال ال الولي عليهم أو القائم عليهم امرأة فهذا يعني الحديث الأول والحديث الثاني يقول يقول يعني أبو مريم عبد الله بن بن زياد الأسد لما سار طلحة والزبير وعائشة إلى البصرة ونحن نعلم أن سبب مسيرهم إلى البصرة هو المطالبة بدم عثمان المطالبة بتسليم قتلة عثمان وعلي رضي الله عنه قد بيع بالخلافة حتى من قبل هؤلاء الخيار من الصحابة الذين خرجوا عليه فيعني الزبير وطلحة وعائشة كلهم كانوا قد بايعوا عليا رضي الله تعالى عنه لكنهم لم لم يخرجوا على علي يريدون أن يزيلوه أو أن ينزعوه عن الخلافة لا إنما ساروا للمطالبة بقتلة عثمان رضي الله تعالى عنه فكانوا كانوا ثلاثة آلاف وانضم إليهم بعض الناس وهم في طريقهم إلى البصرة فلما نزلت عائشة ببعض مياه بني عامر نبحت عليها الكلاب فقالت أي ماء هذا فقيل الحوأب فقالت إن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لنا ذات يوم كيف بإحدى كنا تنبح عليها كلاب الحوأب فهذا من علامات نبوة نبينا صلى الله عليه وسلم فقد أخبر عليه الصلاة والسلام بأمر غيبي وحصل ما أخبر به النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أي يعني أي كيف بإحدى كنا تنبح عليها كلاب الحوأب وعند البزار من حديث ابن عباس أنه صلى الله عليه وسلم قال لنسائه ليت شعري أي تكن صاحبة, صاحبة الجمل الأدباب تخرج حتى تنبحها كلاب الحوأب يقتل عن يمينها وعن شمالها قتل كثير وتنجو بعد ما كادت أي بعد ما كادت تقتل فعائشة يعني الناس لحبهم لعظم حبهم وتقديرهم لعائشة كان الناس يحامون يعني عنها والناس من حولها عن يمينها وعن شمالها يدافعون عن عنها وعن الجمل التي الذي كانت عليه فقتل حولها خلق كثير وهم يريدون يعني يعني ضحوا بانفسهم من اجل ان يحموا ام المؤمنين عائشه فالنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم اخبر يعني وتنبا بحصول ذلك فقال يقتل عن يمينها وعن شمالها يعني قتل كثير وتنجو بعد ما كادت اي بعد ما كادت تقتل يعني فالجمل نحر نحر الجمل الذي كانت عليه عائشة وسقط فلكن نجت عائشة رضي الله تعالى عنه عنها هؤلاء يعني يعني عائشة وطلحة والزبير 
يعني لا ينقصهم دين ولا علم ولا عقل فهم خيار الأمة لكنها الفتن فإذا اضطرمت الفتن جعلت الحليم حيرا فعلى كل مستطيع أن يسعى بقدر استطاعته لإطفائها وإخمادها وعلى من يثيرها ويؤججها ويبدأها كفل عظيم من الإثم وليس معنى هذا أنه يخرج من الدين ماذا قال ماذا قال عمار رضي الله تعالى عنه لما خطب الناس لما خطب الناس في البصرة فقال والله إنها لزوجة نبيكم في الدنيا والآخرة وهذا إنصاف مع الخصم وعدل في الحكم واعتراف بما له وما عليه ولكن الله تبارك وتعالى ابتلاكم اختبركم بها وهذا من إنصاف عمار وأن خطأها لا يعني نقص منزلتها عند الله وعند رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم فقال عمار ابتلاكم الله بها إنها زوجة نبيكم في الدنيا والآخرة ولكن الله ابتلاكم ليعلم إياه تطيعون أم هي يعني هل تطيعون الله بلزوم جماعة المسلمين وإمامهم أو تطيعون تطيعون تطيعونها وتزداد الفتنة والحيرة إذا كان الطرفان متقاربين في الفضل إذا كان الطرفان متقاربين في الفضل أما إذا كان طرف في السماء وطرف في الأرض فلا حيرة في الغالب والأمر لا يشتبه على منصف فإذا عائشة وطلحة والزبير خرجوا بتأويل سائغ لا عنادا ولا يعني شكا يعني إذا لم يخرجوا كما قلنا مخالفة لعلي ولا لإرادة خلعه عن الخلافة لم يكن هذا قصدهم رضي الله تعالى عنهم لكن هي يعني يعني ابتل الله سبحانه وتعالى هذه الأمة بهذه الفتن فنسأل الله سبحانه وتعالى أن يقي المسلمين في هذا الزمن الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله إمام البخاري رحمه الله he mentions in the chapter of الفتن uh, a narration from Abi, uh, from Abi Bakrah radiyallahu anhu that he said Allah has benefited me with words uh, on the day of the camel when the news reached Rasulullah that the Persians had appointed the daughter of the Khosros as a queen over them Rasulullah he said never will a people succeed those who have appointed a woman as their leader and so Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu he said I remember those words of the messenger وسلم, and those words rang true in the battle of on the day of the battle of the of the camel and I chose wisely in which position I should take the next narration from Abdullah ibn Ziyad al-Asdi 
والأسدي He said when Talha and Zubair and Aisha رضي الله عنهم أجمعين they traveled to Al-Basra Ali رضي الله عنه sent Ammar ibn Yasir and Al-Hasan ibn Ali to go to Kufa and when they reached Kufa they ascended the member and Ali ibn Al-Hasan ibn Ali was at the top of the member at the very top and Ammar Ibn Yasid was at the bottom of the member, lower than Al-Hasan. And so the people of Kufa, they congregated in the, the main masjid of Al-Kufa. And uh, Abdullah ibn Ziyad al-Asdi, he said, I heard Ammar say, indeed Aisha has traveled to Al-Basra. And indeed she is the wife of your prophet in this world and in the hereafter. But Allah Blessed is he and exalted has tested you to know that is it he that you obey or will you obey her? And another narration from Abi Wa'il that Ammar stood on the member in Kufa and he mentioned Aisha and he mentioned how she has traveled to Al-Basra and he said indeed she is the wife of your prophet in this world in the hereafter but this is from what Allah has tested you in. So in these narrations, we learn a few things. First of all, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu is one of the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu wasallam that uh, did not take part in uh, the tribulation and the fighting uh, between Talha and Zubair and Aisha against Ali radiallahu anhu. And he even did not take part in any of the battles after that. Uh, and it was called the Battle of the Camel because it is in reference to the camel that was being uh, ridden by uh, uh, by Aisha radiallahu anha, in which the camel was the center of uh, the the um, the battle, and which eventuated in the camel itself being killed, and Aisha radiallahu anha uh, escaping just merely escaping with her life radiallahu anha, and. We mentioned the hadith Abu Bakr, he said, Indeed, Allah has allowed me to benefit by these words on the day of the camel. When Rasulullah, the news reached to him that the Persians had appointed the daughter of the Khosros as a queen over them, he said, Never will a people succeed those who have appointed their command to a woman. And so, when he heard of the departure of Aisha radiallahu anha and that she was leading and she was the main leader and commander and she was the one who was instructing uh, those people, he knew that they would not succeed based on the prophecy of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi and the words of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi which are always true and never fail. And he knew that, uh, that the, the army of Aisha will never succeed. And that was indeed the case. Talha and Zubair did indeed give the Pledge of Allegiance to Ali bin Abi Talib anhu, and but they did not go out on the day of the camel against Ali, but rather they went out demanding the rights of uh, of, uh, of Uthman for uh, justice to be taken against those who uh, recklessly murdered Uthman anhu the third Khalifa of Islam. Uh, it is mentioned that Aisha radiallahu anha, as she was 
uh, traveling to uh, to Al Basra uh, and to meet with the the supporters and the allies in this cause, uh, in 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 her cause, uh, that she she passed by a water well and a place which had. Uh, يعني, where they could replenish and so on and some dogs started to bark at her and she asked that where uh, uh, where is this place what's this place area called they said Al-Hawab and they remembered the words of the messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam where he said addressing his wives he said which one of you or one of you the, do- uh, uh, the dogs of Al-Hawab will bark at her and Aisha radiallahu anha and Talha and Zubair, they went demanding for Ali radiallahu anhu to take action against the murderers of Uthman. And they had with them 3,000 supporters allying them in this cause. And they came out really to put pressure not to actively fight against Ali or to relinquish power from him. Uh, and these people came out supporting uh, the, the cause that was championed by Aisha radiallahu anha and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam he said that one of you one of the wives of the Prophet sallallahu the dogs of Al-Hawab will be barking at her and that she will be on a camel and many people will be dying on her right and on her left and this prophecy was fulfilled in Aisha radiallahu anha and so when she was in the battle of the camel, she was on her camel rallying her supporters, and uh, she was in the midst of the battle. and the uh, And the forces of Ali radiallahu anhu were, uh, يعني, making their strikes at Aisha because she's the the center point or the rallying the troops. So they are trying to neutralize her influence. And many many of the supporters of Aisha radiallahu anha were defending Aisha and would sacrifice their lives for her protection. And so many perished on her right and her left for her safety until even her own camel that she was on top of was uh, was was slaughtered and she barely made it out with her life. As Rasulullah prophesied that she would barely uh, survive with her life. She would barely make it out with her life. The other narration, uh, yani, these narrations show us that Talha and Zubair, uh, yani, and, uh, yani, uh, Talha and Zubair and Aisha radiallahu anhum ajma'een, uh, they have great status in Islam. Yani, Talha and Zubair, one of the ten Mubashirin bil Jannah, Aisha radiallahu anha, the wife of the Prophet sallallahu as Ammar addressed the people, he said, she is the wife of your Prophet in the world and the hereafter. They are not people of, يعني, uh, that they were lacking in knowledge or lacking in understanding or in in their in their um, strength of their intelligence or their or their uh, يعني, their wisdom. But this is tribulation, where a person isn't able to make the correct decision, doesn't see truth, يعني, where the truth really relies, because there's so many things that could be dubious and things seem right, and they are right, but in terms of prioritizing which is uh, the best of the two options. And so it doesn't mean that if a person falls into tribulation, that that takes them outside of the fold of the faith. So this is what Ammar anhu we see in his address when he addressed the people of Kufa. He was very balanced in his approach. He said, this is the wife of your of your prophet in this world and the hereafter. He did not uh, yani deride Aisha anha of her status and her honor. 
but he mentioned in balance that uh, Allah has made her a cause for you to be tested. And this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Will you obey Allah in terms of how Allah has commanded you to obey the one who has been given the leadership over you in terms of Ali radiallahu anhu? Or will you obey uh, the command of Aisha who is not the authority over you? And it is very easy or it could be easy for a person to fall into confusion and not know which side to take when the two sides are of seemingly high status. When you have Talha and Zubair and Aisha on one side and Ali radiallahu anhu, Ammar and, and Hassan ibn Ali on the other side, there are people of great esteem in Islam. So sometimes it makes it hard to see which side he is, um, yani, which side is more on the right. But, but when the issue is that you have the people of high status and knowledge and, 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 and trusted in their religion and others who have no, no comparison, then there should be no test in that. Um, as well, we learn that uh, Talha and Zubair and Aisha they went out. Uh, they went out to face Ali radiallahu anhu based on a rightful interpretation. They didn't go just to oppose Ali or to uh, 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 challenge his leadership and to claim leadership for themselves. But this is a test from Allah subhanahu wa taala for this nation. We ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to save the Muslims from tribulation in their religion. أيضا عنوان يعني الإمام البخاري أو يعني ذكر في الباب التاسع عشر فقال باب ولم يعنون يعني تحته وإنما ذكر بعض الأحاديث فقد نقرأها وهي لها صلة بالباب الماضي قال حدثنا أبو نعيم حدثنا ابن أبي غنية عن الحكم عن أبي وائل قال عن قام عمار على منبر الكوفة فذكر عائشة وذكر مسيرها وقال إنها زوجة نبيكم صلى الله عليه وسلم في الدنيا والآخرة ولكنها مما ابتليتم وقال حدثنا بدل بن المحبر قال حدثنا شعبة قال أخبرني عمر سمعت أبا وائل يقول دخل أبو موسى وأبو مسعود على عمار حيث بعثه علي إلى أهل الكوفة يستنفرهم فقال ما رأيناك أتيت أمرا أكره عندنا من إسراعك في هذا الأمر منذ أسلمت فقال عمار ما رأيت منكما منذ أسلمتما أمرا أكره عندي من إبطائكما عن هذا الأمر وكساهما حلة حلة ثم راحوا إلى المسجد وقال حد الإمام البخاري حدثنا عبدان عن أبي حمزة عن الأعمش عن شقيق بن سلمة كنت جالسا مع أبي مسعود وأبي موسى وعمار فقال أبو مسعود ما من أصحابك أحد إلا لو شئت لقلت فيه غيرك وما رأيت منك شيئا منذ صاحبت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أعيب عندي من استسراعك في هذا الأمر قال عمار يا أبا مسعود وما رأيت منك ولا من صاحبك هذا شيئا منذ صاحبت من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أعيب عندي من إبطائكما في هذا الأمر فقال أبو مسعود وكان موسرا يا غلام هات حلتين فأعطى إحداهما أبا موسى والأخرى عمارا وقال روحا فيه إلى الجمعة هنا فقد نريد يعني أن نذكر هذا هذه الحادثة التي حصلت بين أبي مسعود وأبي موسى وبين عمار أبو مسعود وأبو موسى الأشعر من جانب وعمار من جانب 
لما أرسل علي عمارا إلى أهل الكوفة يستنفرهم حدثت هذه المحاورة القصيرة بين أبي موسى وأبي مسعود وبين عمار يعني قال له يعني ما رأيت يعني قال له ما رأيناك أتيت أمرا أكره عندنا من إسراعك في هذا الأمر منذ أسلمت في الرواية الأخرى يعني قال له أبو مسعود ما من أصحابك أحد إلا لو شئت لقلت فيه غيرك يعني أنت ما ما وجدت عليك أي أمر تعاب عليه وما رأيت من كنذ صاحبت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أعيب عندي من استسراعك في هذا الأمر فهنا جوابه عمار قال يا أبا مسعود وما رأيت منك ولا من صاحبك يعني أبي موسى هذا شيئا منذ صاحبتما النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أعيب عندي من إبطائكما في هذا الأمر فأنظر يعني كل, كل من الطرفين كان له اجتهاد وكل منهما يرى أنه على حق وأن يعني الطرف الآخر على على خطأ فهذا يعني هذه هذه هي الفتن يعني كل واحد من الطرفين يرى أنه على حق وخير وأن الطرف الآخر على خطأ ف يعني قال أبو مسعود وكان موسرا يا غلام هاتي حلتين فأعطى إحداهما أبا موسى والأخرى عمارا وقال روحا فيه إلى الجمعة إذا العبرة أيها الإخوة أن في, أي في زمن الفتن وفي يعني لما تقع الفتن أحيانا يغيب يعني أو يعني يكون الحق غامضا على بعض الناس على بعض الناس مع علمه وفضله مع علمه وفضله وإن كان العلماء قالوا أن الحق كان في جانب علي لكن هذا الأمر حصل فيه غموض لبعض الصحابة رضوان الله عليهم هذا يعني يعني لعل يعني سبب ذكر البخاري لهذه الأحاديث أنه ما يحصل للناس من الارتياب في زمن الفتن وصلى الله على محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين Imam al-Bukhari, rahmahullah, he concludes this chapter with these uh, three narrations. Uh, and uh, the first narration, narrated from Abu Wa'il, that uh, Ammar radiallahu anhu uh, stood on the member of Al-Kufa and he mentioned Aisha radiallahu anha and he mentioned how she has uh, traveled uh, to Al-Basra and he said about her, she is the wife of your prophet in this world and the hereafter. But she is something that Allah has tested you through her. The next narration as well from Abu Wa'il said, uh, Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Abu, Abu Mas'ud, uh, they entered upon Ammar ibn Yasir. Uh, because Ammar ibn Yasir was sent by Ali radiallahu anhu to the people of Kufa, trying to rally them uh, to support the party of Ali against uh, Talha al-Zubayr and Aisha. But Abu Musa and Abu, uh, Abu Mas'ud radiyallahu anhuma, uh, they said uh, to Ammar uh, that uh, I, I, we, we have never seen you that 
come with anything that is more disliked to us in terms of your r- rushing in this affair uh, since you've uh, become a Muslim. Yani this is yani the, the most disliked thing we've ever seen you rush towards since you've become a Muslim. And so Ammar responded back to them. He said, I have never seen anything from you both since you both became Muslim. This is the, the thing that I have disliked the most about you is your delay in this affair. And then he gave them uh, each a, 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 a gown to wear and then they went to the masjid. Another narration, uh, very similar from Shaqiq ibn Salama, that adds a little bit more detail to the story. He said, uh, Shaqiq ibn Salama, he said, I was sitting with Abu Mas'ud and Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and Ammar ibn Yasir. And so Abu Mas'ud said, uh, there is no one of your companions, uh, there is no person among your companions uh, that if I wanted to say something or hold anything against them that uh, that I would maybe criticize them or not agree with them, I could say about anyone except for you. And I have never seen anything from you since you were a companion of the Messenger وسلم, that I would ever hold against you or, or shame you for. Uh, then, then this of your pursuing this matter. And Ammar rebuttaled with a similar statement to Abu Mas'ud. He said, and I have never seen from you, nor from your friend, referring to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari, uh, anything since you both became companions of the Messenger وسلم, that I would hold against you more than your delaying in this in this affair. So Abu Musa, Abu, uh, Abu Mas'ud, radiallahu anhu, and he was a wealthy man. He called his boy and he said, bring two cloaks and he gave one cloak to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari and the second cloak to Ammar and then he said to them both go to the Jum'ah he dressed them so yani, there's some points that we learn from this story uh, is that Abu, Abu Mas'ud and Abu Musa al-Ash'ari radiyallahu anhumah they were two companions of the Messenger and Ammar ibn Yasir one of the great companion of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and who was an ally to Ali radiallahu anhu uh, that Ali had sent uh, Ammar to go and to rally the support for his cause in Al-Kufa and so this exchange happened between uh, Abu Mas'ud and Abu Musa with Ammar and you see how they addressed each other they didn't criticize each other they, they didn't in terms of attack each other they just said that I don't agree with you in this. This is the only thing I would, I would, you know, the most thing that I would hold against you or criticize you for or seem as something shameful that you're rushing into this. And Ammar rebuttaled against them that, you know, I find it shameful or something, something I would criticize you and that you're delaying and, and, and dragging your feet in this issue and not taking a position, not taking action in this issue. But you can see the respect that they had for each other and that that uh, it wasn't that they hated each other or they, you know, accusing each other of uh, being hypocritical or, or anything like that. But each one had their perspective and the way that they sort of looked at the matter and what they thought was the best course of action.
And this is the way that tribulations are. Because every person sees himself to be on on the truth and the other person to be wrong. And the other side, they see themselves to be on the truth and the other side to be wrong. And so uh, Imam al-Bukhari rahimahullah, mentions this hadith to show us that this is the nature of al-fitan, of tribulations. Uh, that uh, that even though there may be truth, but people sometimes do not see clearly. Each one interprets the events and the circumstances and what is the correct position to take based on their interpretation. Even though the scholars have said that the truth was with Ali radiallahu anhu, but there was there was a lack of clarity, and they you know the the other side and the arguments had some uh, you know basis, and so it created some confusion as to which was the right side to take. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to always allow us to see the truth and follow it. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from tribulation and misguidance. Wallahu a'lam wa sallallahu wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Qudima lakum hadha al-barnamaj min idha'at al-bayan min Sydney. Sautu ahli sunnati wal jama'ah.